Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson. Brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is all about taking your business to the next level. It's taking that much-needed time out and really reflecting on the business, reflecting on the direction, the future of the industry, the clients, your team. And what I try to do is really give you some food, give you some food for thought that hopefully you'll be able to digest some of this and weave it into your present thinking. You know, as I've really shared with you on different occasions in this podcast series, that of 10 top remodeling firms out there, there really are nine different ways that they do things. So I would be a little bit remiss in terms of trying to give you the secret sauce and the exact formula, but I do think there are common denominators. There are some consistencies with those more successful firms and the less successful ones. So today's Remodeling Mastery title is Threats to Success. Now, originally, I wanted to position this as 2016 threats, and I started to jot down a bunch of notes about these different, I think, threats that were out there. Uh, I found, found myself, after spending a little bit of time on that, really gravitating back to not just threats specifically to 2016, but in general to the business. So what I'm trying to do today is give you some threats. I'm going to give you seven threats that I believe that are out there just in general in business, but then three that are maybe a little bit more specific to 2016. The first threat that I want to talk about is leadership, leadership strengths within your business. I think this has got several dimensions to it. Many years ago, I was actually doing a talk on my book, How Fit Is Your Business, in Detroit, and someone asked at the end of the talk, which of the 10 criteria was most important to the fitness of your business? As I reflected a moment, it was a little bit like saying, which of your 10 children are the most important? But after I took a moment, I really said, okay, it's the leadership. Because without healthy leadership, I think so many things fall apart. So I think one threat, quite frankly, in a healthy, growing kind of economy that I believe at least we're in from the remodeling perspective is that you don't have the leadership strengths. Leadership strengths certainly start at the top, but it's also the gap between you at the top and the next layers down. And I think as you move to different altitudes, different sort of levels of growth within the business, this leadership strength is very much a threat if you don't have it in place. The top remodeling companies, I see very clearly, the leader at the top is very strong, the next layer is not a huge gap, and then the management layer below that, and so on and so on. The second, I would say, which somewhat relates to leadership and certainly leadership strengths, is what I would call alignment. 
I find that a lot of times it's the misalignment that causes the problems and the headaches. It's not necessarily the quality of the product, the quality of the uh, sales or marketing results. It's more a question of misalignment. It's a little bit like if you're in a boat having you know, more than one paddler paddling either out of sync with each other or going in different directions. I think that it's so important for a healthy organization to really achieve the kind of results is to get very, very much aligned. And there are exercises I think you can do to be able to accomplish that. But if you feel a sense of misalignment, I think it's very important to take a time out, focus on the alignment, and I think you're going to be much more successful. Another threat to businesses out there is having what I would call a really good short, medium, and long-term plan. You know, a lot of times I think people have in businesses, they have a budget for the year, they have a little bit of direction, I know I'm going to go north versus south, you know, but it's very reactive, it's not proactive. And I think we're in an environment right now where you're going to be thrown, I think, a lot of different curveballs over the course of the next coming months and even years. And I think if you don't have a plan to sort of gravitate back to, you know, what's my plan? Where am I heading? What's my roadmap? What's my destination? When do I want to get there? You know, I think there's so many parallels to the remodeling business when it comes to planning that's so important, and that is that can you imagine even doing an addition or a deck or a kitchen renovation without necessarily having a plan? So we're very proficient at planning when it comes to our clients and projects, but when it comes to ourselves and our business, oftentimes not quite as strong. Another threat I see out there, especially today, is doing business with the wrong clients. Now, this may sound, again, a little bit patronizing. Of course, I'm going to be doing business with the right clients. But I heard a speaker a while back, and he said 18% of the homeowners out there will not allow a business to make a profit. And as I went back and actually checked that in terms of key metrics of certainly my business and, and, and different businesses out there, I really did find that to be not far off, that one out of five really do not allow you to make a profit. So if you can make it a priority to lessen the amount of wrong clients that swim into your net, I think you're going to be much, much more successful. If you think about this sort of in terms of real numbers and profitability, if those 20% are you're losing money on and the other 40, the other 80% you're making money on, you're actually dramatically dropping your profitability of the company by having the wrong clients. Not by doing the right things, the processes and systems, but just swimming into the net. Now, I did a podcast on this earlier that you can certainly seek out, where I spent the whole time unpacking the 10 criteria for the right client. And I think you need to spend some time on this if you're going to be successful. Number six on my top seven sort of general list of threats out there is what I call the chasing the shiny objects. Now, I think the reality is most remodelers, most entrepreneurs tend to be, I think, uh, uh, very innovative, focusing on entrepreneurial sort of new and fun things. But you've got to run stuff through some fundamental filters. You know, is does this fit sort of my fundamental competency. 
you know, am I touching my client base that I've spent so many years establishing or is it a new kind of client base that's out there? You know, I think one of the challenges that I see with businesses is while they have opportunities, the reality in terms of seeing sustainable, you know, healthy results in business and profitability rarely can be done overnight. It takes time. So you've got to be careful to be more discriminating, I think, in this environment than ever of chasing those, those shiny objects if you want to be successful. And number seven that I see out there is really understanding and not managing a balanced pipeline. You know, as I look at this, and I think visually, I try to communicate to you visually, if you sort of think about the whole remodeling business as a pipeline, it all starts with the right amount of energy in terms of your branding and messaging. Then that uh, leads to a certain amount of folks out there that are contacting you in terms of inquiries. You filter that and that becomes appointments. Appointments become, uh, become uh, uh, sales or design agreements or feasibility study and then into construction and so on and so on. So you have this pipe. If you think of it like a pipe, and this pipe, let's say, is three inches, well, if you have too much flow coming in, then it's going to sort of cause some problem. If you have too little flow coming in, then it's not very effective. So you've got to manage the pipeline. For example, one of the things we're seeing out there today, I think that's a huge item, is the whole subject of labor. So do you have the right number of people in terms of being able to handle some of the production vis-a-vis the sales? Are you pushing out, for example, your lead times too far or too short? So a threat out there, I think, is oftentimes focusing on the here and now and not looking holistically at the pipeline. The last element I want to touch on is something, and again, I've done a podcast on this subject specifically, is what I call mastering the labor. Now, Probably one of the bigger sort of uh, macro crisis out there today is, in fact, the labor issue. And I'm not going to go into a lot of the why behind it, because I think nine companies out of ten really are seeing it in terms of the labor. What I encourage you, though, to think about the labor subject, spend time on the labor subject sort of holistically. And I think it starts with culture. It starts with a culture in your organization. It also is about how do I find great team members? How do I then keep great team members? How do I train them to be sort of the most effective, not only for the company, but themselves? And then also, how do I expand my universe and think in terms of strategic alliances and not just internal teams, whether they're trade partners or whether they're uh, manufacturers or, or certainly the distribution community? Now, there are a few threats that I think are more specific to 2016. And I think I think the uh, well-rounded kind of thinking folks out there really, I think, understand and anticipate some of these things. One of the elements which is a little bit more specific is the presidential elections coming around in the fourth quarter. Now, as I've gone back over the last 30 years and reflected on the presidential elections, I'm not here to say that there are necessarily indications that if the Democrats or the Republicans get in, it's better or worse for remodeling. 
What I am saying, though, it does create, I think, starting in around September up to the end of the year, a little bit of unpredictability, a little bit of paralyzed sort of homeowners thinking about what they should do to the home. And I only share this because I can't predict and you can't predict not only what the elections are going to be, but also what the response or reaction from your potential clients are going to be. What I can say as a prudent and smart sort of business person and advisor to you is that you need to plan for this. So what does that mean? That means that the first and second quarters of 2016, you need to crank it up. Not necessarily just assume that you're going to go on vacation in the last quarter of the year because of this dynamic, but you're going to try to bank additional clients, additional marketing, additional activities that are happening in the first six months of the year, and then you're going to deal with the environment in, the, in a most prudent way once the elections hit on the second third of the year. The second element is controlling the client. Now, that's a real threat. I, I think as you sit back, you know, this is a trend that is increasing and increasing and increasing. And I've actually gone out and done many talks on this subject of controlling the client, controlling the controller. The client wants to control the process. They have so many choices in terms of how they go about doing business. They have information about you that's certainly greater than it's ever been. They know more about the products, know more about the pricing, and more about you than even you do. So that gives them a level of control that is really very, very different. So I would just encourage you to learn how to control the controller. That is a skill that you need to do. Otherwise, it's a threat. And if you can't control the process, then they, will, they certainly uh, will. And then the other one, which is also a little bit more broad, but it is a 2016 dynamic that just is increasing. It's like the temperature's increasing, and that is mastering time. You know, time today is not on your side. You've got to look at time, I think, very differently. You've got to watch the subject of time. You've got to have the subject of time become part not only of your discussions with your management team, but also you have to have the subject of time become part of your process and systems. How quickly do you get back to the client? Always, always being on time, looking at time as a differentiator uh, as I think some of the manufacturers are able to do more quickly. Watching the lead times more carefully. Don't let them get so far out. Because I think we're dealing with a lot of pent-up demand out there, and I think the subject of time is also a real threat. So I want to thank everybody uh, for really joining us today on this uh, Remodeling Mastery. And again, I think there's so much opportunity out there. It's really a thriving kind of opportunity, I think the keys to your success is managing or reducing the threats, staying away from the edge of the cliff if you want to be successful. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.